Let's Get Down to Business is a production of Money Honey Media. All advice discussed in this production is general in nature and should not be applied to your personal circumstances without first consulting the advice of a tax professional. to Let's Get Down to Business. It's a bit of a rainy Tuesday morning here and I thought I may as well record an episode because what else have I got to do? <laughs> Plenty of things. Okay, so the office this week, we've been talking a little bit about cash um, and petty cash in particular and it just made me think, hey, it's probably time for us to have an episode about cash. Now, I know a lot of you love cash and when we're talking about cash I'm talking about that actual tactile piece of paper that you can hand over and get something for as opposed to tapping which is something many of us are very accustomed to these days. And the thing with cash is that you know a lot of people believe that by paying in cash it can go unrecorded in the tax system. Now, I just want to state up front, there is absolutely nothing wrong with paying in cash uh, as long as the transactions are being recorded. So cash is legal tender. You are quite right to have every right to pay using cash. Um, But when you receive cash as a business, you need to declare that income. And if you do that, everything's fine. Now, there's a common misconception among many businesses that are cash businesses that once you get cash, you don't actually have to tell anyone about it and that's yours to spend. And you know what? As consumers, we sometimes embrace this and see that potentially by paying in cash, we might be able to get a bit of a discount. Um, And I just think it's one of those behaviours that I can see is going to die out pretty soon. So I just wanted to have a bit of a chat about it because I know there's probably a few tradies out there who might be, you know, a little partial to the old cash transaction, Uh, people who are maybe cleaners or working in businesses where there is a higher volume of cash and, you know, it's, you know, potentially some of those transactions don't go through the till, um, they just go into the back pocket. Okay, so we've talked about the fact that it's legal tender. And what I think a lot of people seem to understand or or feel is that if they pay cash, they're going to get a discount for paying cash. Now, the only reason you're going to get a discount is because these people who you're paying the cash to are going to escape the tax system. So often they sort of hear things like, oh, well, if you pay cash, we'll give you a 10% discount so you don't have to pay the GST. Right, okay, so that's not really that great a deal for you because maybe you're not paying the 10% GST, but for the person who's actually not declaring the income, not only are they not paying the GST, they're also not paying the tax on that. And the current tax rate for a company is 26%. So there's a 26% discount for them as well. Like they've actually managed to make a whole heap more out of that money that um, you've given to them. And on the other side, they're probably likely to still continue to claim any deductions relating to that job. So if they've bought materials, they're probably going to push that through their business. And if they've got labour that they're paying for, no doubt they're going to push that through their business. So potentially they've made a hell of a lot of money on your cash, a lot more than the 10% discount they've given you. The other thing about paying in cash, and particularly if you're doing something really big, which often happens we've got um, you know I've had people come to me 
and asked me, would it be a good idea to pay for their house renovation in cash? Now, obviously, as an accountant, my answer is no. First of all, it's illegal. Uh, no problem with them paying in cash, but it's illegal that the person is not going to put it through their books. But also have a think about it. What warranty have you got on a job that's been done if it hasn't actually been through any legal channels? Um, you know, I wouldn't want to be paying thousands of dollars for a renovation of my house to find that it wasn't done in the way that you wanted it to be done and have absolutely no recourse on that. So just be a little bit careful when you are offering to pay cash so that you get a discount. I don't personally think it's worth it. And of course, my role as a tax agent is to administer the tax act and, and, and to make sure that people are compliant with it. So I would never recommend it. But I think you also need to be aware of what you're actually saving yourself and potentially what issues you might have later on down the track. Now, if you're the person who's taking the cash, a warning to you. What is happening in the economy right now is that so much more is being done through electronic means. So if you have, um, you know, if you go to the shop, you're often tapping your card. If you are a business to business transaction, you tend to pay that through electronic transfer, through your bank accounts or via a credit card payment or something like that. Cash is hugely different to what it used to be. Like there is so much less cash out there. Um, you only have to go to the shops and see how many less ATMs are around. Even uh, when we went to Bali last time, which feels like a complete distant memory um, because obviously we can't travel at the moment. Um, like when I used to go to Bali before, which is a full-on cash society, there was ATMs everywhere. And last time I went, there was a huge reduction in the number of ATMs out there. So even in these sort of third world economies that are not quite as advanced as us, the idea of paying electronically is becoming more and more uh, acceptable. And what that means is that if you're the people dealing in cash, it's going to become very, very obvious to the ATO who those people are and you're going to just have a big target on your back. Um, I would personally recommend that you need to start getting out of that practice ASAP. Uh, with COVID, the whole concept of getting um, you know, paying electronically became even more and more advanced. So I've talked about this before with lots of clients who think that my idea that cash is going to disappear is some really strange concept, but I think we almost saw it happen over COVID. So get ready for it, guys. Like if you've suddenly got a, you know, huge increase in your income because there isn't any cash anymore, it's going to look pretty obvious to the authorities and you might well have a big target on your back. Just speaking of audit activity, and I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, there does we are already seeing a bit of an increase in audit, audit activity. And um, I, I just feel that with all the money that's been spent by the government in getting us through COVID, there's going to be a big push to claim some of that back by getting people compliant. So I think it's raining outside. If you can hear that, I apologise. I'm trying to make this room quiet, but I can't change the weather. All right, uh, petty cash. Now, this is something that came up in our conversation the other day, and I just wanted to go um, over that with a few of you because there is also this concept uh, in accounting for particularly tradies and those who travel around a bit that you can just pull money out of your account and call it petty cash. 
and that suddenly makes it deductible. Um, no, that is actually not the case. So for a tax, for an expense to be deductible, you need to have a receipt for it or an invoice for it. The fact that you pulled $200 out of an ATM and called it petty cash uh, is not anything that becomes tax deductible. So what petty cash actually is in a business sense is when you take money out of an account and start what we call a petty cash tin or a petty cash system. So I'll just explain how it works at our work. We have a tin in each office that probably, or what, it's actually a jar, an old coffee jar, um, that has about, I think it's $200 in each office that we, first of all, took as a, you know, we, we withdrew that money out of the bank and put it into the tin. That withdrawal is not an expense in itself. That withdrawal is an asset. It's the $200 that's sitting in a tin. We then go and use that money to buy things like we might buy some milk or we might, you know, need to buy toilet paper or something like that. It's meant to be for those smaller items. And every time we take, buy that item, we take the money out of the tin and we replace it with an invoice from the shop that we bought it from. At the end of whatever, whether it be every month or when the tin starts to get a little bit empty, we then do a reconciliation of that. So we get all the invoices out and we put them into a spreadsheet and we add up those items and itemise what they are. And the difference between what's added up in those items and what's in the tin should all come to um, $200. So we always have that flow. We then go and draw a cheque or which is probably the best way to do it. We draw a check to replace that money and we now have $200 back in the petty cash team. Now, hopefully those of you who understand how that works, which is a pretty simple concept, would realise that's quite different to just going and taking $200 out of the ATM every week and calling it petty cash and having nothing to substantiate what that's about. Yet that's what lots of business owners tend to do. Now, you might have used it for buying a coffee or you might have used it for parking or you might have bought your wife flowers. Like, who knows what you've done with it? And I guarantee you that if the ATO come and ask you about it and you can't provide any sort of receipts for it, well, they're not going to accept that as a tax deduction for you. So let's stop doing this practice of taking money out and calling it petty cash and instead calling it exactly what it is, which is a drawing. Um, and making sure that we do get receipts for anything that we spend that as is a tax deduction and making sure that that's included in our in our accounting system. Often I would imagine a lot of the people who are taking the $200 of petty cash out and spending it on things are probably double dipping because they're probably then getting reimbursed for the money that they did spend or the things that they did buy with that $200 of petty cash and so it's going into the system twice effectively. Now, I might sound like I'm being a cranky old accountant here and I'm not trying to be the you know, bearer of bad news, but the tax office and the tax system is very defined and there are things you can do and there are things you can't do. And the chances of getting away with this, you know, you might have been able to get away with it in the past and your friend might get away with it and that's all great. But at the end of the day, this stuff is not tax deductible unless you have a receipt and the tax office is very clear on that. The fact that our systems now have the facility for us to provide our receipts attached to our expenses and there's so much more information going through in such a quick way 
I think the days of excuses of, you know, that that receipt got, you know, messed up and I can't have it, you know, the ATO are just not going to accept it going forward. So start to get into those good practices now. Another thing uh, for those of you who do like to dabble in the old cash business every so often, just be careful who you're talking to. Um, I have talked about this with a couple of ATO people in the past, you know, at conferences, and, you know, you might think that they're stupid, and sometimes, you know, we all think that we've pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. But you know what? If I know what's going on and you know what's going on, I can guarantee you the ATO know what's going on. And I can also guarantee you that the ATO officers that I've spoken to have been offered a discount for cash. So if you don't know who that person is that you're talking to, how do you know that they're not ATO or some sort of authority that are going to dob you in straight away? So just be a little savvy with that. Um, I also remember speaking to one of my clients a few years ago who actually had no understanding that cash was meant to be declared. He thought it was actually not meant to be declared. So when I looked at his accounts and said, well, how come you've only sold this much and your expenses exceed how much you've sold? And he said, well, the rest was cash. And I'm like, okay, so would you like to tell me how much that cash is? And uh, he said, oh, I, I didn't think you were meant to pay tax on cash. I thought that was not meant to be taxed. So like pretty naive, I guess, but people do have this, um, like these crazy understandings of what cash is for. Yeah, so I would suggest that if you do work in a business where there is cash, I would really highly suggest that you start to declare that cash because not declaring it makes you even more of a target. It is just, you know, common knowledge that certain businesses get paid in cash so please please just be very careful with what you're doing out there i'd hate to see you getting audited for something that you think is your god-given right when it really isn't one other thing that the ato can look at if they do think you are taking a lot of cash and not declaring it is they will look at your lifestyle and see if it adds up again i'm talking about a client many years ago who had a business that was quite a big cash business and he would only declare the invoices that were paid by electronic transfer and you know common knowledge the kind of business he was in obviously people pay cash so the fact that everything came through the bank account just seemed really strange first of all and then we started to look at his expenses and what he was declaring in income first of all wasn't even paying for his his house his home loan repayments um, he couldn't have paid for anything apart from that even like it was such a low amount and I think he had like three children and a wife who didn't work and I think he was declaring about ten or fifteen thousand dollars a year now not only are you robbing the Australian government of this he was probably also getting really high levels of family tax benefit for that um, you know people in the child support system use this as a way to not have to pay child support I, I'm really looking forward to the day when cash is no longer uh, a part of our economy because I think there is so much unfairness of those who do have the ability to hide their cash compared to the rest of us who don't. Um, and I just want to see everyone on an even playing field. Okay, you might think you're getting away with it and good luck to you. I'm happy for you. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going to get caught. So just start thinking about that and maybe start to wind down your activities if you feel like you can't quite get away with it all together now. Have a great day and talk to you later.
you for listening to Let's Get Down to Business. We hope you enjoyed that episode, even if it was something that was a little bit uncomfortable to listen to. Thank you once again to our producer, Joel Eshman, for his brilliant work. And you can listen to us on any of the platforms, including Spotify and Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And feel free to join our Facebook group, Money Honey Media slash Have a great week. Thank you.